It's Tabletop Time! I'm Jazza. I'm Dave. I'm Jen. I'm Rob. And this is going to be the start of a new exciting campaign. Those of you who enjoy the, the likes of Rogue Star and Blood Brothers will hopefully enjoy this too. No pressure, Dave! You'll love it. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going to be in a cyberpunk world. But before we get to that, we have a huge... Uh, thank you to a few different things starting off with Patreon we're going to be skimming the surface of all the elements of the story uh, world setting and the characters that we'll be doing here but if you want to dive in a little deeper we actually did the full exploration and and dive into that uh, which is available to patrons we're doing that for all uh, of our videos all of the character creation a lot of the behind the scenes is already there so you can go check that out Uh, but also it's worth mentioning that we just ran a fallout one shot which you'll have seen on the channel that was based on patron votes and we will be running one coming up very shortly based on patron votes which should be launched by the time this is live so you can go vote and influence what we play and you can even be an NPC or a character in those stories there's already been one Nicole the Preacher from the Son of the Seraphim campaign and I want to add a really cool thing about that is that only the narrator will know who that is yeah. so the players yeah. won't know they could become a huge character they might be a smaller NPC who knows it's up to the story they could I love be it murder hope another huge thank you to black magic design for sponsoring us by giving us the equipment that we have to run this it looks so much better than it could if we didn't have their help uh and they black magic has helped resurrect tabletop time which i think is fitting and beautiful so mm. thank you black magic go check it out they have amazing streaming equipment free editing software that i use every day w- with all of my videos, I have a very, very heavy production schedule and workload, and it handles everything beautifully. I hate Adobe Premiere. And you should too. Go check out <laughs> go, go check out Resolve. Uh, <laughs> 17 was just relieved. 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 It was a relief. Good save. <laughs> Speaking of saving the day, Dave, do you wanna take it, take, take it, take it yep. away? This campaign is called Reboot. Dot execute. The year is 2090. The world is not the utopia promised in the 20th century. Yet neither is it the uninhabited wasteland prophesized in the early 21st century. The campaign's based in Australia, and you're doing like this American accent. We need to stop for a sec. Rob has disappeared. Oh no, what? <laughs> Rob, what's happened? He ruined my it's I threatened. He's back! He's back! It's oh, thank God. It's because I threatened to kill one of the patients. It's because I... It's, oh, my God. This, this sponsor plug made Rob disappear. It's like it's some kind of black magic. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. We don't Pat, just, do it all again, all right. No? Nah, this is all good. This is part of the content. Fine. <laughs> all right, mate. So, it's set in Australia. Is that what you wanted? Yes. I want whatever you okay. want. Okay. So... <laughs> Take it away, Dave. So giant corporations hold the metaphorical soul of the masses. The efforts of humanity have managed to stave off major global catastrophes like global warming uh, and war, which we all thought was looming. But uh, it hasn't been uh, a major success. We have we have not mitigated the damage, only stopped the end of times. Uh, the cost has been the fire of progress. We haven't reached or out and claimed the worlds of the solar system that we coveted in the decades and centuries prior. Uh, we haven't reached any kind of global understanding or a utopian peace. We haven't lifted ourselves from the mire of ambition and desire into anything close to enlightenment. Instead, humanity festers. It is a couch-bound empire of barely thinking wage slaves working their lives away 
to merely sustain their way of life. Eat, sleep, work, game, repeat. An ingrained malaise hangs over humanity. And even the technological marvels that surround us seem to only exist to lull us deeper into our monotony. Until. Until. The Reboot Corporation launched their brand new product, New You. Sorry. (laughs) And New You is a complete rebirth. It is a product that allows you to be... uh, They will create a genetic baby that will grow into whatever you want. You can have any age, any gender, any ethnicity, any kind of form you want, even beyond what is humanly capable. They can they can ma- make you basically uh, like crazy colors, hair, eyes, bigger proportions, change proportions, all kinds of things. And this comes with a ticket to citizenship and a, cream, a clean criminal record as well, but it is extremely expensive. And this has inspired humanity. Uh, to basically drive for something they they hate everyone kind of hates their life and the grass is green on the other side of new you so uh that's the main drive for people in this setting and it is it has sort of started a renaissance in the slums so the world is separated between the big cities and then the the countless billions that live outside civilized areas in big sprawling slums that are not legal citizens. They have no rights, they have no help or welfare, and they just live in these sprawling, like sort of horrible environments outside these not I wouldn't say beautiful, because they're like cyberpunk industrial, but they're relatively utopian compared to the slums. Um and yeah, that's the setting we're launching into. Cool. Thank you very much. I wondered if it might be cool to sort of like introduce the different race types with, along with each character. So it's sort yeah, of like absolutely. So and, and then I can you, I'll add the fourth one after because there's yeah. obviously three players. There's four different groups. Yeah. Of so we're each playing a different sort of race type in this world setting. Um, you introduce slummers first, so I might go first just because mm-hmm. that sort of is the most default cool. sort of race type. But um, my character doesn't necessarily. Well, it doesn't have a name, uh, but he goes by Prodigy or Prodigy or Pro or Digi or Dodgy or whatever it is that people call him at the time. But he doesn't have a name because he was uh, he, he was basically captured, kidnapped by uh, drug traffickers and human traffickers when he was very, very young, uh, in particular because of the skills that were seen in him. And he became the uh, hacker and the infiltrator for their organization. So obviously being raised around some pretty traumatic and horrible things and not being a horrible person, uh, he ended up being uh, really, he tended to really push everything away uh, outside of uh, his notice. So always wore headphones, always like played blaring music and shut himself out until he was absolutely required and forced to do the things that he had to do to go, you know, disable the cameras and, and, you know, hack and haywire all the things so they could go in and capture who they need or deal with who they need or you know so that's basically where he came from but he has recently escaped he's now a young adult uh i'd say i'd say 19 uh oh you're showing the picture i should here he is yay got a picture uh by the way the portraits of our three characters were commissioned by camille kuo very very talented artist Mm. uh really really cool portraits we're still waiting on color for eve but you'll get the idea with the first two um so this is prodigy um, I'm probably just going to... What do I go with? Digi? Dodgy. Dodgy. See, the thing we liked is that he kind of calls himself Pro. pro. Yeah. 
Yeah. But people who want to slant on, like get, he they call him dodgy. Even though it's yeah. digi, they're like dodgy. Yeah. So it's kind and of and there's something know. something fitting with the Aussie setting of digi, yeah, digi dodgy, digi do. Like but he's actually not Australian. He is uh, a, an immigrant from America. He escaped, but the organisation he worked for are global. Uh, but he somehow managed to stow away and hide. He's hiding very, very much in hiding. All he does is hide and sneak and hide and hack to because he has no other means of, you know, he has no citizenship or anything like that. And that that is um, who he is. But he's a slummer. Uh, so maybe a little bit more about slummers. Oh, actually, before that though, I should mention with his hacking, he has a couple of chips in his face, as you can see. Uh, one of which is the ability to use anarchistic cybermancy, which is the hacking the cameras and making things go haywire. Um, and then another very valuable one is, is a scrambling chip, which enables him to scramble uh, hardware and stuff. Is that is that pretty much cover everything? Yeah. Do you want to pop the old uh, screen share off? Yeah. Um, so... I will add, so we'll be kind of brushing over a bunch of rules, and I should briefly explain for YouTube um, what that is. So I've I've come together and put together a 10-page PDF for this setting, and we will be putting it out uh, so people can basically grab that and um, look through it. It won't be out immediately when this video comes out, probably, but it might it might be. We'll see what we can put together. Uh, and you can play Cyberpunk at home and follow along with Cogent, and if you'd like to use this as an example for any settings you'd like to run, we'll make it available. Uh, and then I'll probably be adding further little, like, cybernetics. There's there's a whole tree on Cybermancy, which is basically, like, the magic of the setting, and also your cybernetic implants, um, and I'll be putting out extra ones on Twitter as well. So check awesome. that out. Self-plug. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, so the little thing on slummers. So slummers are exclusively uh, born illegally. Uh, they, are, they are in direct violation of strict population control measures. Uh, so basically, you are not registered. You have no access to welfare. You basically can't even get banking. You can't get anything. Like, you have no personal identification, which mostly cons, minor pros, is that the, the cities, as long as you're not in them, basically ignore you. You're just like, you're not registered, so you're like a faceless mass on their on their uh, radars. And there's a few mechanical benefits and downsides to every race, which are called quirks and perks. Um, and, you know, you can check them out in the PDF. We won't dive into them for this. Cool. All right, let's introduce Seb. And All right, I'll I'll switch the portrait. Bring soon. up Seb. There we go. Oh, wait. Okay. Go for it. Uh, so I will. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. I will be playing. Good start, Rob. <laughs> Thank you. I tried. <laughs> it's my first day. Um, I'll be playing Seb Allen. You can see the absolutely phenomenal artwork on the screen there of what he looks like. And um, Seb is a bespoke. I'll cover that a bit later uh, or I'll let Dave cover it a bit later what that is um, but essentially <clears throat> Seb is the son of some very uh, well off uh, technologists and scientists um, I really kind of need a bit of a, a, a bit of a backstory <laughs> on a bespoke is before I can say much more okay so uh, like. a bespoke uh, they're actually very rare they're, they're the rarest of the four uh, classes we've loosely called them classes because they're not really species or Right, they're, they're people, but um, so the 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 bespoke are very specifically created by the wealthy inside the cities uh, as a way to get around the, the population control. So they're allowed to create children or one child specifically, provided that that child is genetically engineered and created to be infertile, so they can never breed. Uh, 
but this comes with a whole bunch of things where they are the tailor-made, they're the exact image that we get of that tailor-made, uh, boosted, enhanced human. They are typically, uh, they're built to the financial limitations of their parents, but also to the whims of the parents. So uh, you might assume that they're all going to be like perfectly beautiful. But if the parent is like, oh, I don't want them to draw all the attention, I'm going to make them like good looking, but not stunning because I don't know. So they're just created and crafted by their parents. But money is a factor. The richest people will make children who are literally just smarter, stronger, faster, fitter, everything better because they can. But that's very rare. Um, and sometimes they're flawed. There are cheaper companies and they can have flaws like uh, they can give you Uncanny Valley. They can be too symmetrical or just slightly off. Things might not have manifested properly. Uh, but the last thing is, again, because they're genetically created, uh, there is a little bit of new you in it, but to a the t- same technology is involved, but it's slight. Different hair color, different eye color, a few little tweaks, but they you know, then they can't download and stuff. Anyway, uh, and they also cannot have cybernetics of any kind. Their body heals naturally uh, faster than most people, and it pushes it out. You go, Rob. Yeah, so essentially the um, the well-off bespoke son of, of uh, some quite renowned uh, scientists and technologists. Uh, my character is currently on a, uh, a bit of a mission to learn more about the, the lower classes. So uh, he's a scholar by nature. Like, obviously, his parents were scholars as well, and he's pretty much built in their image and has to follow their their course for his life so he did follow them into the into the scholarly, scholarly pursuits um but now he he's he's slumming it so to speak checking out what life is like for those in the slums uh and, and doing a study on that yep awesome That's cool pop down the thing oh actually no because i already explained them you did i didn't even have to we we didn't Just have continue. to do that mm-hmm. Just keep going. <clears throat> there we go Alright, so I'm playing Eve. Um, I am a drone in this universe, which is kind of like the robot equivalent. Um, basically, so she was built as a nurse bot, um, and she's a line of nurse bots by a company. Um, so my backstory is basically there was this family. Um, they got a bit older, really wanted to have kids. Unfortunately, they couldn't. So they saved up all the money they could to create a bespoke child. Um, but they wanted the perfect baby, and they got the perfect baby by not letting it age. So it always remained a baby. Unfortunately, they didn't go through the most expensive means. So uh, this baby had a couple of medical conditions that uh, it was born with. So to kind of tackle this, they went, okay, well, we have to, to get something to help um, us because we're getting a bit older and to help the baby as well. So they bought Eve. Um, so Eve is meant to, her first and only sort of objective is to protect, heal, be a childcare worker, help them as much as she can, even if it's the most gruesome sort of stuff, she will do it no matter what. Um, She is not strong, that is her defect, but she is very um, good at persuading. She'll take care of you um, and is pretty much, yeah, a nurse bot. Um, The parents have passed away um, and Eve is going on a bit of a defect. So she's she's gone a bit rogue um, and trying to find her purpose again. Yeah, that leads into me explaining the... Probably the drones. Sorry, you go. I was gonna ask what happened to the. Baby. We'll, we'll leave that for now. We'll leave that for so now. So okay. I'll jump into the one thing is I love it. You just like oh the parents were getting on a bit. They were ninety. <laughs> they were ninety when they saved their whole life up and managed to buy this infinite <laughs> baby. That means they're alive right now. 
Oh, all yeah. right. Oh, what? They'd yeah. be 20 years old right now if it's Cyberpunk is it's set in 2090. Oh, damn. So they're 20 years old now, and then they've saved up their Looking whole life. Looking forward to starting a fam. Oh, they took them that long. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, <laughs> okay, so I'll briefly explain drones. Mm. Drones and robots. It's a really important uh, distinction for the setting. Robots are everywhere. Uh, they're basically menial robots built for various tasks. They can be anything. Military drones, surveillance drones, uh, like dock worker, everything across the thing. Drones are specifically robots that uh, require complex interaction with humans in workplaces. So they're built with like basically really high level of intelligence that is comparable to humans, sometimes better. Um, they're built for a specific purpose and then cost-saving ben- uh, cost measures mean that they suck in one area. So a really good example for that would be you may have the best receptionist bot in the world who is the most social and charismatic robot who can talk anyone like into anything and she literally has no arms because she doesn't need them for her job mm. she's a call center operator <laughs> so like they always cut a corner um so yeah that's a drone. which is why uh, eve is very weak yeah so the- she she's incredibly feeble because her character was actually built as a medical robot and a child care worker with literal st- mechanical strength limiters so she could never malfunction and hurt anything mm-hmm. she was touching or holding one i do have mm. to say the final thing is Drones in the setting that are player characters have actually diverged and have started to awaken into what would be known as sentience. And if they are found out, they will be destroyed. It is being covered up by their parent companies that they can even become sentient. So uh, Jen is playing as an actual awakened sentient drone that is aware of itself and diverging from its programming. Cool. Yeah. So it's almost like there's something in common with all our characters. Like we might want some sort of a reboot or something. Yeah. Well, maybe. Someone, maybe not Sebastian. Well, I see, I see two people <coughs> who would potentially want to reboot above anything mm, else. Yeah. And only one way they could ever get one. Well. Hello. Because <laughs> did I mention that reboot is a very, very <laughs> expensive <laughs> medical thing that requires you to be in a very expensive corp tech facility? Interesting. And you ain't a citizen and you aren't even allowed in the city. And you sure as hell aren't allowed in there. <laughs> so you're gonna need uh, you're gonna need a strong ally. Uh, do we want to? Yes. Do the do. whole screen share uh, off. And then uh, we have another race to cover. Yeah. And maybe uh, setting up a little bit of. I don't know what 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 else needs setting up because chapter one really we can set the scene. I think we should probably just. Yeah, I'll set the scene of yeah. just where we are in chapter one and where we start. Um, I guess I'll talk briefly about the the last uh, group, Fourth which group, are called yeah. the boosters or climbers. Um, <laughs> and these are effectively... Can we show the pictures? Because they're really cool. Oh, yes. I, they're just not... The, I need them in a separate folder. I'll open the PDF. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's going to be a bit smaller than I'd like it to be, but uh, is that... Is that visible? You've, yeah, it's kind of cropped a bit hard for me to... So if you scroll down, they can sort of see. There you go. Look so at that. some really cool, parts. really cool art yeah. um, done by But Katsu they're not Artbury. fully human. It's like they... Yeah, so different uh, boosters are... What? Nothing. What? Nothing. Something's happening. Um, okay, so boosters and climbers are, are very specifically... Um, they are humans who have begun to augment their body beyond like the 50% mark is the rough uh, thing, whether by voluntarily or accident. 
Uh, but the thing that generally changes them from just being a slummer with augments is it's a mentality. They become obsessed with the idea of cybernetics. They begin to believe that they can like transcend humanity by becoming machine. Um, and they will, to the extent of mutilating themselves to gain new cybernetic enhance enhancements but because the majority of them are slummers they can only afford or get access to like refurbished at best at worst garbage and home repaired uh sometimes even bits like uh the lady on the left in that awesome bit of art her legs are entirely from an industrial robot it's like not at all um a human augment like she is freakishly tall with these like industrial legs that's so cool um so yeah Great. Uh, yep. So that's the fourth group. Then there's, uh, then we have uh, cybernetics. People with cybernetics are dependent on a drug called fusion. Uh, that's basically an anti-rejection drug. The more cybernetics you have, the more fusion you need to take more often. Uh, over so out of all of us, I'm the only one who needs to the take only fusion. one with cybernetics. You need to take fusion. Yeah. Um, you, it's expensive. It's only available in um, in like the cities and in pharmacies and things like that. If you are registered as a citizen and have like uh, health insurance, then you would get it subsidized and it's fine. You can live with your cybernetic. Mm. But if you're in the city and you have a cybernetic, it's usually like a nice, neat cybernetic, maybe like a skin glove over it that, you know, it's very concealed. Not out in the slums. It's basically black market contraband that is very like inflated in value out here. Um and yeah, you require it for your cybernetics. Uh, you can't take extra doses that will destroy your immune system. And if you miss doses, you basically reject the cybernetic, which can lead to death because of uh, major, major uh, rejection issues, necrosis, dead tissue, infection, etc. cetera. Uh, and the last thing is cybermancy, which is effectively the like pseudo magic of the system. Uh, people with cyber cybermancy suites, they have uh, like receptors and transmitters through into their brain, but also through their limbs. They can do like haptic kind of movements. Uh, and there are four four branches of cybermancy, which are basically schools of it that allow them to interact with the world in a digital way, uh, hacking things remotely, uh, causing EMP bursts, static, uh, controlling little robots, and all kinds of things. Yeah, cool. Well, I think we've set the scene. I think we're about ready to tell an epic story. Who knows where the hell it goes? But I think we've got a pretty solid foundation. Oh, I'm excited. Me too. <laughs> so this was our little prelude. Thank you all for watching. Uh, remember, there is a podcast that you can all tune in on. I will link to it in the description. Or you can go to istabletoptime.com slash podcast uh, and listen to it in places that bless your ear holes with glory. <laughs> or, I love it when that happens. Yeah. I love my ear holes getting blessed. If you reverse it, it just doesn't sound the same. It's so wrong. Let's wrap this one up. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Bye. That's contraband. 